Winchester. This is Mark Fierbacher coming to you live from Greece and Glamour Central here at 834 Linden Avenue, home of Universal Imports of Rochester. Visit us at Universal Imports of Rochester at universalimports.com or at 834 Linden Avenue. And you can always call us uh, at 585-381-8677 for all of your automobile needs, whether you are looking for service, uh, collision work, or you simply just want to get into a new ride, come talk to Aaron or Mark. Uh, Today we have uh, some special guests with us uh, that will be reoccurring on this show. I'm sure we have Jason Smith, one of my service advisors up front. Say hello, Jason. Hello. And we have my beloved sister, Andrea Montanti. Hello. And I call her Drea, so that's probably what I'll be referring to her through the through the program, it's uh, tough for me to say Andrea when I've been calling her Drea for the last 46 years, give or take. Just well, I guess it's not name. really Andrea anyway, it's Andrea. Well, everybody calls you Andrea. <laughs> okay. So. Uh, anyway, and of course we have... Aaron Kane. Aaron Kane, who's been on the show since the beginning. And today we are minus Jay Lawrence, who uh, couldn't be with us, but he will be back with us next week. When I'm proud to say that we're going to have the police chief from Fairport, New York, here to talk to us about uh, the safety uh, of driving during the holiday season and uh, drinking and driving and statistics and uh, things that will scare the pants uh, off of all of us to make us think twice before we're out there um, doing something we shouldn't be uh, this holiday season. That's drinking and driving and those sort of things, and we are also eagerly awaiting uh, the opportunity to have Kevin Williams, local weatherman, here on our show in the coming uh, weeks. So, as we are uh, gearing up for the holiday season, we thought we would take uh, this opportunity today to talk about holiday travel. So, the kinds of things that we uh, have to deal with when we're traveling in the holiday season. I know more than ever, people are actually choosing to use their car to go places and keeping their plane tickets uh, uh, at the airlines uh, and not buying them. But before we get into that, real quick, let me tell you a little bit about what Grease and Glamour is, how it came to be, and why you should be a Universal Imports customer. This is a this is little part of our program where we tell you what Universal Imports is all about. Universal Imports is a family-owned business. We've been in business for 35 years, and we are here uh, as import car specialists. Uh, anything you need to do with your import car um, from sales, service, collision, we are here for you. What's unique about us is that we are a straight time shop, not a flat rate shop, and we like to think that we do everything different than the things that you don't want to see when you go to a repair shop or a big dealership. So visit us at universalimports.com for any of that. Uh, you can also reach me, mark at universalimports.com. Or E. Kane, uh, if you want to get a hold of Aaron at E. Kane at universalimports.com. Uh, and uh, the Grease and Glamour podcast, which we are hoping that you guys are enjoying and will feel compelled to share it all over social media and whatever parties and holiday functions you're at this year, you will be talking to people about the Grease and Glamour podcast, and you'll go, I know those people on the Grease and Glamour podcast, and it is such a great podcast. You have to listen to it. You can see it. uh, You can um, get the uh, Grease and Glamour podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and just about where 
wherever podcasts are found. So, guys, let's uh, kick it off and talk a little bit about the holiday road, traveling on the holiday season. I can say that I hate holiday travel. (laughs) I just hate the amount of people on the road, and it just drives me crazy sometimes. Well, the amount of travel that's happening in this next month is going to get a little bit crazy. Not only is Thanksgiving the biggest holiday travel time of year around here in upstate New York, we have to worry about all the deer that come along with that. That Mm. always makes the holiday travel a little bit scary. (laughs) Well, you know, I'm I'm sort of going to do a little experiment here at the end of this month. So my mother and sister are going to fly to Chicago. And I'm going to drive. Okay. And I'm going to see how many more hours it actually takes of actual time from getting out of your bed to putting your luggage on the floor of the hotel room, what the time it takes by flying versus driving. And I say I will still lose, but it will only be by maybe two hours. So are you are you flying or are you driving? I'm driving. You're driving. Yep. Okay. So my thought is is that when you calculate, you get up. Obviously, you have to get prepared. You have to be at the airport. Uh, it's unfortunate, but even for an inter intercontinental international fl- or intranational <laughs> flight, Intra. uh, uh, you have to be there about two hours ahead of time. Then you board your flight. Then you have a two-hour flight there. Then you get off the plane. There's a half hour of getting off the plane, getting your luggage. And then you have, at least in the case of Chicago, you have about a 45-minute to an hour ride from the airport to downtown. So, But if you drive, you can't have a Cinnabon at the airport. That's the right. Most important he has a point. Show. He yeah. definitely has a point. But <laughs> if you have a good enough wife, you can get her to maybe make some Cinnabons the night before. <laughs> you take them with you. And take them with you. But I can't stand when that frosting gets into the leather seats <laughs> as I'm trying to eat and drive. That is a problem. When it's in the plane, you can just <laughs> get up and leave suede, and let somebody else worry about it. No suede. <laughs> yeah, and the crushed velvet pants. I should maybe leave those at home if I'm <laughs> right. going to eat Cinnabons on the way. I can't believe you just told everyone that you own them still. So, yeah, I think that'll be an interesting um, little experiment because I don't think that there's that much time saved sometimes how much with flying. A, how long of a flight is it to Chicago? Two hours. Two hours. But what's pretty cool about flying from New, from Rochester to Chicago is there's an hour time difference right. backwards. Oh, so it you're flying two hours, but you've only lost an hour of your day. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. That'll be nice. And we're going to Chicago because we're going to the Chris Kindles Markt, which is the Christmas market modeled after the one in Nuremberg, Germany, which is ah. where uh, Drea and I's family is from. So we are very familiar with the German version, and we're really excited to go see the the Chicago version, which I've heard is is really nice. So I hear it's be. pretty close, but I'll tell you, it's going to be hard to beat the real thing. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Is it shops and it's shops and, and lots of food yeah. and and all of that. So, um, looking forward to that. But I was driving the other day, and uh, I am I am so angered by this thing that people do when they drive that I am compelled to go to the motor vehicle department and pick up a um, a study guide for your permit test to see if it is even 
a question or a study, you know, section of the book. And that is people do not understand what the left lane of the highway is for. They, I truly don't even think they know it. Mm-hmm. Because if they did, they wouldn't do what they do, and that is park themselves in that left lane and don't allow people to pass. Well, I agree with you. Yeah. I think a, a large amount of the people violating that, I mean, I don't even know if it's really a law, but the kind of common courtesy of the road anyway. It's a I, law in Europe. I mean, I, I, yeah, I don't think it's a law here. I think it's but I'm pretty sure the fast lane instead of the passing lane. You hear it. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm pretty sure nobody knows about it, though. Yeah. I, I mean, it's a lot of people don't. I, I, you know, you talk to people and they'll say they know about it, but it seems like all the people that are on the they just sit there and they do not move over, and it just messes everything up. Well, they did studies and showed how dangerous it is because people are going in the right lane to get around and then you know, swerving back over into the left. Have you ever? seen like have you ever been on the thruway you've been backed up for miles like stopped traffic all the time and it's <laughs> for like a tiny little fender bender on the side of the road right with even like one cop car and you've been backed up for mm-hmm. 25 30 minutes because of the the rubbernecking right well the rubbernecking and there's that one guy like you said yeah. in the left lane who didn't want to <laughs> move so the next hundred cars are going just as slow as he is. Ford trucks passing each other, too. So I get so frustrated when that happens, and I complain to myself or whoever's in the car has to listen to it. going, oh, these rubberneckers, you know? If everybody just didn't have to look at this little tiny fender bender, which, you know, is fine, we would just go right past this yeah. thing, and it wouldn't affect it. But what do I do as soon as I'm passing it? You You're looking at it. Around. I try very hard not to. I'm conscious of it, but it still it still happens. And don't forget to be careful with the more recent move-over law that's mm-hmm. right. state-initiated. Yeah. Good yep. point. A lot of people aren't. I saw someone get pulled over two seconds after passing a cop that was trying to let someone leave from yep. the ticket. They almost hit the guy pulling off from getting his ticket. Cop instantly went behind him, pulled him over, and well, a big ticket for that one. Yeah. Yeah, so I think a lot of people are doing it. I think a lot of people are – they understand they've got to move over. A lot of people I, just don't know. I think most people try. Yeah, but here's there the – There is a po- – there is – I'm sorry. No, here, here's, here's the kicker uh, is if you are – let's say you're in the left lane. You see that there's someone in the on the side of the right lane stranded. There's a truck in the right lane. You also need to back off to allow the truck to move over into the left lane, yes. which I've seen that happen, and I've been in that situation a couple times where it's like, I want to blow by this truck, but I should ease off, let the truck yeah. get in front of me so that you're allowing other people mm-hmm. in traffic to get over that truck or no truck. I think that's the hard no part, truck, too, but. is just other people letting you in, too. I mean, people, you know, once they're in the left lane, they don't want to let anybody, you know, in front of them, too. Yeah, when you're just on a regular road with just two lanes, one going east and west or south and north, and there really is nowhere to to go, you have to hope that the oncoming traffic is doing what they're supposed Mm -hmm. to be doing and moving over as well. What's the protocol for high beams? So you're you're on the thruway. Uh, when you're on a two-lane street, it's easy, right? Someone's coming right. at you, you Turn don't put your high beams on. If mm-hmm. someone's right in front of you, you probably don't want to be that guy and have your high beams on. Although you could argue that they have a 
auto dimming rearview mirror, or, or they, or if not, they can at least flip their non self dimming. Or they can right. bring it here and trade it in and get themselves something. With, no. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a good deal on paper. Yeah, right. So, but how do you? Uh, so, if you're on the throughway, um, are all bets off? Because I'm not, you know, there's still there's always going to be oncoming traffic. Uh, but it's but it's you know it's a it's a whole medium of grass and trees away. Yeah, yeah. Well, so that's what I think is you have quite some eyes. land, yeah. quite a bit mm-hmm. of land between. And then how far in front of you should the person in front of you be, where it's acceptable for you to be with your high beams? On? Well, that's the thing. That's the hard part. You don't know, you know. Yeah, and I think it's it's hard to try to figure out, you know, especially when you're in there and. Driving on the well, the last thing you want to do is make somebody mad on the throughway too. Yes, exactly. Well, what, I tell you what I do like though. So in when you drive in Germany, you know people take their driving very seriously in Germany. It's no joke. Uh, yeah, that's why that's why everybody always complains about European cars having such in, such terrible cup holders because that's the last thing they think yeah. about is <laughs> drinking when they're in their car. Honestly, that, that truly is a thing. It is not their main priority to to have a proper place for you to put your drink when you're driving. Their main priority is that you're driving. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so I think that that's carried over. I mean, I'm not saying that all European people aren't don't have a drink in their car. They, they probably do, but um, it's probably not a big gulp. Right. Uh, yeah, I have a big cup holder that doesn't fit in my cup holder a big cup yeah, a big a cup big cup doesn't, cup yeah doesn't it doesn't fit in my cup holder um <laughs> but uh but when you are when you are in the passing lane in europe and someone comes up behind you it's a it's not it's a courtesy it's not even out of anger so here you know people lay on their horn the middle finger goes up mm-hmm. uh you know god knows what else in europe you flash your high beams. You flash them once, and hopefully people get the idea that they need to move over. The other thing, when you're on the Autobahn, if you're in the right lane and you're thinking about moving over into the left lane to pass somebody, it is something you need a lot of force for thought to do. Because if there, if you're on a section of the Autobahn that has no speed limit, the, better the, sure the you're time between no car being in your sight line to a car passing you is seconds. Mm-hmm. And so like you're looking and looking going, is that a red dot, you know, 2 miles back there? Cuz that could be a Porsche 911 that's Some about guy to blow by. going to hit yeah. you doing 380 yeah. kilometers an hour past. You. It's no joke. I mean, it 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 they come up fast on you. But, you know, that left lane, people don't sit in it. Even if you're going fast, people will move they'll move back over. They'll continue going fast in the right lane. And they're only going to use that left lane to pass people. I wish that there would be a public service campaign uh, to to create awareness. I think we should start a. a, a I, know, right. I think we should start a group. a group to create. Our mission is to create awareness of the left lane. <laughs> the left lane, <laughs> passing emergency vehicles, and you know yeah. the other big one is school buses. You've been hearing about that a yes. lot lately. A lot. I just saw these uh, this company that came out with this whole new setup to mount on the side of school buses where it's like I saw that these huge LED strips like really um, you know really like 
you can you can see it a mile away. The stop away, signs so. actually hydraulically like come out from the side of the bus. Is that yeah. what you saw? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it would work. Yeah. It's well, it's uh, that is scary stuff. Uh, yeah. I yeah, did. I've seen people not stop. I've also seen bus drivers well, there was a, go in the middle of the lane too to block. So nobody I think that there was a. I think that there was an accident. Right. Not that long ago around here that yeah. had to do with something like that. There was. Very sad. It's um, it, it's it's sad. Our kids are supposed to be safe getting on the school bus. The school bus drivers do all that they can. I commend them. Yep. They need to be able to rely on the people driving to so, stop. So who here has ever used CB radio? I have. Yeah, I used to have one. In fact, every car, every car I had for the first, you know, I think three cars I owned, the first thing I did after I bought the car was I went to Radio Shack and bought a CB well, the, radio. The problem is, is I think you and I may have just aged ourselves. Yeah, that's all right. I, I'll even tell you guys what my handle was. And I, my dad's was a, was a great handle. I loved his. His my, was awesome. My dad's handle was Crazy Kraut because <laughs> he had that's that thick awesome. German accent, so he would always... Uh, I don't remember mom's, though. Do you? Don't remember mom's. I know mine's Magic Marker. I still use that for a <laughs> lot of my production stuff. So so Magic Marker is mine. Did, do you know what yours was, or did you if have one? If I had one, I don't remember what it was. Did you ever see that movie with the candy cane? The truck The, the truck driver? It's called, the movie's called Joyride. Uh, and these kids yeah. are. Let me tell you, the, you will never look at another eighteen wheeler the same again. Yeah, no <laughs> joke. Well, there's two movies where you'll never look at eighteen wheelers again, as far as I'm concerned. One is Joyride. It's a great movie. It's got um, that guy you like, Aaron uh, Paul Walker Paul. from. Uh, I've, I've never seen it. By the way, I know about this. I thought I oh, watched. <laughs> I thought I've seen everything <laughs> at, from Walker. the Academy it's Awards. Pa- it's, pa- it's Paul. Walker, Walker it's and some other dude. Fantastic movie. And and, uh, and there's and they got, you know, his girlfriend with them, and they're driving through like, it's always it's always in that like Arizona desert middle of nowhere area, yeah. and uh, they're just having fun. They're just they're going on a road trip and. And they make they have a CB radio, so the one kid wants to be a wise guy, and he gets on the thing and starts making fun of the trucker or something, and he gets a hold of the wrong trucker. Is it like four Rotten Tomatoes? Or you know what? It it was really I. We should look up what the Rotten Tomatoes meter said on What's that thing. What's it called again? Joyride. Uh, it's a it's a good movie. So he he starts messing around with this truck driver whose whose handle is Candy Cane. Oh. And so through the whole movie, of course, this truck is menacing and, you know, it's just going It's a thriller. I yeah. mean, it is not wow. – it's serious stuff. The, <laughs> the, the, the other truck movie that's really good to watch and makes you kind of scared of 18-wheelers is um, Maximum Overdrive. Uh, it's a Stephen King it's – a, it's a Stephen King that book that was adapted into a movie, uh-huh. and it had Emilio Estevez in it. Oh, what was that movie that was sort of along the same lines as um, the truck, the Joyride, but it was with a car and it was a girl's name? Christine. Christine. We talked about that on the last podcast. <laughs> That's right. Another scary one. The the car Christine was bought by a guy who's here in Rochester, and it was uh, bought for a hundred and seventy thousand uh, dollars in two thousand four. Wow! It's, it's right here in Rochester. It's ten miles away. 
Really? The original Christine. Yep. Amazing, what did it get? Amazingly, it has 74%. 74% Rotten, rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> so that's worth seeing. I guess. <laughs> yeah, you should see it. Might have to. It's a good movie. It's from 2002. We always somehow on this podcast go back to movies. That's because <laughs> after cars and people, movies and music are my passion. So I guess that kind of seeps out through the cracks when I'm talking somehow. But, um, you know, what I've done, I've done a bunch of TV things where I've had to go on the news and talk about safety tips for for when you're doing your your travel or what to what to pack in your car when you uh when you're going on a road trip um so i'm i know what they are but does aaron or drea or jason probably knows they are too i would hope that i i know what they are considering (laughs) i've been in this business for a really long time all right so (laughs) let's have drea tell us some of the things that we need to put in our car when we are going on a road trip oh i'm being put on the spot so i think well, nowadays, I think very important, always have your cell phone with you and charged or your charger. Um, you should definitely have an emergency kit in your trunk with a reflector, flashlight. Uh, I think you should probably keep a blanket in your car. Make sure your jack is properly working in the car. Most cars have them. Make sure the inline fuse on your CB radio is good. <laughs> of course. Of course. Um Geez, I'm probably missing something. No, I mean, you know, like, what do you have? Cars today, I mean, if you have a quart of oil, maybe not a bad idea. Mm -hmm. Washer fluid, maybe not a bad idea. Keep something, keep a little box in your trunk with some essentials. Fix. I would say no fix a flat. No. There's not a mechanic in the world that enjoys taking a tire off and fix a flat and it goes all over For anybody out there that ever wonders if it's a good idea to put fix a flat in their tire, just realize that you might have to pay a technician extra to work on your tire. Or, actually, all joking aside, if you do use fix a flat, it is important, it is extremely important that you tell any service place that's going to be dismounting your tire that you've put fix a flat in there because. It actually, it, there's a safety element to that. When we dismount a tire and there's fix-a-flat in there, it can, uh, it can be dangerous. Because um, you're, it, I'm not exactly sure if it's a matter of. Is it expandable? Uh, uh, it's expandable. I don't want to say it's explosive, but it could potentially. Uh, this stuff could kind of shoot out at you when the when the bead of the tire breaks or something like that. So it's always a good idea to probably tell a place. I don't think a lot of people use fix a flat too much anymore. But um, but an int- but there is something interesting that you know I always assume most people know, but probably a lot don't. And that is that if you are on the thruway and you require a tow truck or a flatbed. You are uh, you have to call nine one one, and nine one one is going to be the one that issues the tow because uh, only certain towing companies are allowed have to a license to oh, okay. operate the throughway. Yeah, they have to put in for contracts, Everybody, right? So you know you just should be aware. I mean, if you have AAA, you'd call AAA first because they know most AAA uh, companies probably have. Uh, you know their license to go on the thruway, uh, but if not, they'll make sure that they get a place that is. A lot of what they do, at least in New York for AAA, the, there's a lot of AAA shops. There's only a couple that can go on 90. Yeah. And they'll what they'll do is they'll have the tow company for the thruway go out, retrieve the vehicle, and bring it to 
the AAA shop or yep. just get it off the highway at least. And then I've actually the had that before too, where a tow truck has picked the car up on the throughway, got it to the next exit, dropped it off. Another tow truck comes <laughs> and picks it up there. So it can get pretty costly. So, uh, the moral of that story is if you can make it to, uh, the next exit, do so, but don't harm your engine in doing it. Of yep. course. Um, you know, if you've got a, a flat tire, uh, I don't know how you really handle that one. I mean, if if you're like if you can see the exit coming up. I mean, if it's a safe, it's if it's safe. If you think that you can get off the uh, get to the exit ramp without damaging your engine, I'll tell you real quick that if your engine light comes on but your car's running okay, um, get to the next exit. Mm-hmm. If your engine light comes on and it's flashing, pull over. Consider pulling over. At the very least, try to talk to a service, uh, an auto service professional to see what to do next. If you have an engine light that's on steady but your car is running kind of crummy, pull over. Um, a lot of times your engine will, won't run great just for misfire reasons, but you just don't know, unfortunately, if those misfires are from just you know a bad spark plug or a coil or or a timing chain tensioner that has uh, failed, mm-hmm. and you you know. It, you don't want to get into a situation where you've actually ruined something internally in your engine um, because of a bad timing chain tension or something like that. So engine lights, we get this question a lot. Jason gets it probably once a day at least. My engine light's on. What do I do? Our rule of thumb, of course, we never know for sure. We don't have a crystal ball, but our rule of thumb is if the engine light's on steady, your car's running okay, don't sweat it. Get in here when you can but you don't have to stop driving. Engine lights flashing, don't drive. Engine lights flashing and it's running bad, run out of your car screaming and, and, and no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> no. Stop driving five minutes ago. <laughs> also stop driving, right. Um, there is something that a lot of cars have and that is a, a re, like a reduced power mode or, or what they limp call it, mode. Uh, limp, limp home limp mode. mode, right. So uh, you may notice that you, you'll only have uh, you'll only be able to go up to a certain uh, RPM. Like four thousand RPMs typically the number for Audi. Yeah, the car kind of puts itself into uh, safe mode. Yeah, yeah. like your computer exactly like yeah, like your computer would. Be. I actually did hear something really interesting that I'll bet a lot of you don't know. Um, if you ever find yourself in your car in an emergency situation where you have to crack the window from the inside, whether you're underwater or for any number of reasons you'd need to crack your window most cars are designed with the headrest that if you pull your headrest out the two points that it's on crack your window oh, that's a good tip yeah i didn't know a that. lot of people don't know that i read that i'm not even sure if i would have figured that out in a panic situation i probably would have used the 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 silver piece of the of the seat belt latch to try and break oh. it so if you're ever in a situation much. think of your headrest yeah hmm. although a lot of people don't know quite how to get their headrest out so maybe it's something you can go out to your car and look at today yeah, yeah. i was gonna say you know i'd take my phone out i'd sync it to the bluetooth sync bluetooth audio make sure i've got grease and glamour podcast set <laughs> to go before i make a phone call and tell someone help i need to get out of my car right <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so anyway, so holiday travel, so have your, 
have your safety kit in the in the trunk. Uh, maybe some washer fluid, maybe a quart of oil. Um, they do make these uh, tools tools to to hit your uh, windows to break them open. Right, right, and yeah. seatbelt cutters. Right, they do make those. Um, Definite. Oh, you know, here's a big thing, right? Sink your nav before you leave. Let's not try to put your nav destination while destination you're while yeah. you're driving. Yeah. If you can help it, sink it before you leave. Yeah. Uh, a fun game to play is sink your nav in your car and and do the nav on your phone. And like we said in our podcast on navigations, let see them battle each other and see which faster. one. <laughs> Which one gives you better information and all of that jazz? But just pay attention to the road. Don't do it and look at them at the same time. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so I have. Um, I was also thinking about like, what do I do in the car when I have? Because we, I have two children, and uh, I mean they're older, but we try to kind of find ways to pass the time and play different games. And one of the games that we play in my car and. Uh, and I actually found some other cool ways to do it, which I'm looking forward to do when we take our Chicago trip. But uh, is we will go around. So we have Spotify, right? Spotify is a great software program. It's $10 a month to have it on your phone, commercial free. And like every artist and every song and album on the planet pretty much is on there. And I'm certainly not advocating that you don't support your your musicians and the and the musicians that you like you should still buy their albums but you can use spotify if you just want to get it to listen to a quick song first or not that's coming from a musician that that's why i like thinks that we should get paid for get you paid for our it. art but yeah. um anyway um we'll we'll go around the car and each one of us will play a song and then we'll rate it you know we'll we'll have like a little score sheet to see and we and we, as one song is playing we're all trying to think of what song we're gonna play that can outdo it can outdo it right mm -hmm. and obviously you're not allowed to vote for your own song so you're hoping that a school you know you get a one through nine one through ten you know how how the, the thing rates just a side note i believe the last road trip you and i were on i won that contest well you picked time in a bottle that's always the winner <laughs> <laughs> she waits for till the end uh, i had to sell mark on country music you have, oh. to, you have to do more than sell me on it oh, country music i can't do it I was in my sister's car today for a little while, and I just was too lazy to change the station. But uh, country music turned it off. Really, really painful. I, I just I can't I can't do it. I, I even mean, lived in Nashville for like seven months of my life, and I still can't. Did you? I can't listen. To <laughs> I it don't all. know. I know. My, my uh, I I looked at my my wife's a big country fan, and I looked at her the other day. and said, I don't even know you anymore. <laughs> this is not the woman I married. She was not into country music when we you got sure together, <laughs> and now she's changed and she's trying to buy me a cowboy hat. And <laughs> cowboy hat and leader hosen won't work. <laughs> uh, I know they just don't go together. Okay, so a couple cool games. Uh, I'm gonna read some of these to you because I can't remember them. Remember them, but. Here, this game is create the most believable story when someone falls asleep. The rules are the first passenger must fall asleep. After five minutes of slumber, the awake passengers begin creating a story. Each person takes turns adding to the story. Once the passenger wakes up, you have to get them to believe the story. If someone breaks character, they lose a point. If somebody goes off script, you ask, are you sure? Try and get back on script. And then that person is silenced and loses two points. 
If you successfully fool the person, each storyteller wins three points. If the sleeping passenger fools the car and joins their story correctly, they steal their current point total. Sounds a little confusing. That's really complicated. Right. <laughs> uh, the the premise of the, the the basis of that game is kind of cool. Yeah, you just have to. I'm pretty sure that if I knew we were playing that game, I'd pretend to be asleep. Yeah. That's what I was just gonna say. It's a yeah. good way to get the kids to pretend they're so, sleeping. So uh, the only way you could play that game is if at least a couple people in the car aren't aware that the game is being played. Right. Yeah. Like, my kids are always they, they fall asleep pretty quick in the car, even though they're you know teenagers, but. Uh, but that would be something where Lisa and I could come up with a, a a story and see if we could get them to believe it while they were sleeping. So we're gonna. And try I think that. our kids, both your kids and my kids, are uh, so used to wondering whether an, a far fetched story <laughs> is true or true. not. I think we have a group of gullible children on our hands. <laughs> but um, let's see here. I want I want to I want to test some of these. Okay. See if they actually work, because I'm not so sure how easy it would be if it, it you know, it, uh -huh. connect song lyrics for a fun sing-along game. One person starts singing a song, so in this case, we're gonna have Aaron start singing a song. Oh, that's not gonna happen. And using <laughs> using a lyric from the song, the next person has to connect it with another song. It continues until somebody messes up the lyrics or is stumped. So, for example, you go. I kissed a girl and I, and then someone else would say, really, really like you. So, like, obviously it ended with I, and I the next thing started it. with I, yeah. I guess. We've, I've um, played something similar to well, those you lines. you really but... have to be good at song lyrics to do that. Okay, uh, let's see. Well, let's try it. Who's going to start? Not me. Come on. Well, I know I'm gonna fail. So, <laughs> well, that's. I'm not, not sure I want to play this game. That's not a good positive. I have a voice <laughs> and a face for radio. That's all, right, all I can tell let's you. Let's see. Um, I haven't. Uh, <laughs> all right. Let, let's let's see if we can do this. Okay. Um, she's got eyes of the bluest skies, and if they turn to gray. I, I, can't, I can't. I don't even. I have no gray. clue what that you song is. You have to start is. out with something that begins with the word gray. Yeah. Yeah. Gray skies forever. I'm pretty Gray's sure you just one. made that up. <laughs> I did make that up. Yes. But... So, Does it have so... to be a real song? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> well, then you can't make up. So try. So all right. So I'll try something that's got an easier word that it ends with. Um, like the. I love rock and roll. Put another dime. Yeah, same song. song. I'm gonna. I would have walked to wherever we were going by now. <laughs> I'm good. That flight to Chicago seems awful inviting, doesn't it? I'll hitchhike. I'll go through the TSA checkpoint for two hours if I have to to avoid that. Where's game. Where's Greyhound? <laughs> All right, so that's a bus. That game ain't gonna work. That's not it's gonna a bus, Greyhound. If <laughs> If your car is full of film buffs. That's not going to be me. It's not Aaron. <laughs> no, it's not Aaron, but right. it definitely is Mark. Play the movie game. Da -da 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 -da. The game is connect actors through movies they starred in. So the game starts with an actor or actress. The next person has to say a movie that they were in. And then the next person has to state another actor or actress from that movie. 
Oh, and it keeps okay. going. And they had, Kevin Bacon has to have some type of scene in the movie. Or right. Yeah. right. <laughs> Is it how many degrees? Six. six degrees of separation? Right. Yeah. Kevin Bacon? Yeah. Have you ever tried playing that? I have. There's actually, you can do that with just about anyone. But the problem I'm, is it's getting harder. Every year it's getting harder because Kevin Bacon isn't in anything anymore. I know, right. So who's the, who's going to be the next Kevin Bacon? You know who it's going to be? The mm-hmm. Rock, because that oh, guy is in, in like every single every movie. Yeah, right. Yeah. All right. He'll be president soon. Yeah. So yeah. I'm starting this game off. We'll see if this one works. We're... This is our public service to the people out there listening to Grease and Glamour. We are testing these car games to see if they to actually... To tell them what to do and what not yeah, to do in a car to see if they actually have legs. My um, daughter still likes punch bug and will punch back. Yeah, I know. Well, that's just yeah. fun because that's she gets to punch time. her dad. Yes, but I get to hit her. No, I'm <laughs> Yeah. I usually okay. just throw something at her. Uh, the Rock, Aaron. So do I have to say the movie or another... You have to say a movie that The Rock was in. And then Jason's going to have to come up with another oh, actor geez. or actress from that, that movie. movie. I'm trying to think of one that Any rock have. movie? Um, oh God, tick, I can't. Tick, 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 tick. <laughs> I'm trying to think of his. Okay, San Andreas. I just watched that the other day. There's like <laughs> nobody in that like, one. What? I know. <laughs> you could use I've seen shorty. the movie, and I absolutely have no idea who else was in that movie that's, not, that's even a B actor. Well, didn't the instructions say that? The comptroller from L.A. I think they spent all the money for that movie on The Rock. That's right. And then they just CGI'd a few actors in there. Um, I, all right, geez, well, I we're going right, to start start over. Yeah. Aaron. I'm pretty I, sure I was Mark, you're the only the movie names. buff here, no, though. come on. All right. Kevin Hart. I'm not start. You're going to start with Kevin Hart? Yeah, Kevin right, Hart. Kevin Hart. Okay, Jason. Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart, wasn't he? God, I don't watch Kevin Hart movies. Um... <laughs> We're gonna just dis- we're gonna the, bust this game too. Doesn't he always play? Isn't he the big mama? What's her? No, no, or that's he's like not, five foot two. Isn't that's he? not yeah, Kevin Hart. Um, geez, the only thing I think I've ever seen him on was uh, the TV show where he played the next door neighbor for Phil and what's her name? Um, Modern Family. Wasn't he on Modern Family for a little while at one point? Kevin Hart was on Modern Family. He did a couple episodes huh. of that. That's the only time I remember seeing him in anything I watched. So now that sounds like a really good episode. I kind of want to find think, out yeah, now. I think it was Kevin I'll start over. I'll do Will Ferrell. The guy that he was in Step Brothers with, whoever his name is. I no, you have to pick a movie, movie that Will Ferrell oh. was in. <laughs> Step Brothers, right? Okay, is that a Will yeah. Ferrell movie? So now you have to pick who was in. I know who was in Step Brothers. Well, then I guess it should um, be your turn. Steamburgeon. Um, what's her first name? Oh, this this game's hard. <laughs> Mary Steenburgen was was the mother in Step Brothers. I'm gonna have to believe you. And then Mary Steenburgen was in uh, was in Curb Your Enthusiasm. And Curb so Your Enthusiasm had is... Ted Danson. Ted Danson was in Cheers. That was so a movie was about Woody a bar. Harrelson. Huh? Do you remember Cheers? Cheer. I I know Cheers. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you do. I do know Cheers. Normie. Yeah. Woody, it was the first thing I think I've ever seen Woody Harrelson in. Remember oh, that? Woody Harrelson was great in Cheers. Didn't he do like a Kirstie hand, Alley a was, during the entire That's where she one? made her start. <laughs> Who? Kirstie Alley. Yeah, but by then, Cheers had already started going downhill because the Shelley Long Cheers was the, was the yeah, best. Did you ever see the movie Caveman she did with Ringo Starr? You know, she had no... <coughs> well, I shouldn't say that. She was in one of the all-time best comedy movies ever, Money Pit. Mm-hmm. I did. I've seen Money Pit. Money Pit with uh, 
was um, what's his name? Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks yeah. and Shelley Long. Oh man, that was a great movie. That's I think that's my wife's all time favorite movie. You know what movie I was talking about with my husband the other day was The Burbs. Have you seen The Burbs? Oh, that's also Tom Hanks. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, movie. it's it, it's not a great movie, but uh, some of the some of the really really good movies aren't great movies. Was that Kevin? Kevin Hart was in he Modern Family. Andre in season oh. three of Modern Family. No kidding. Okay, <laughs> Kevin Hart's funny. He is. He is. Yeah, but he's in movies that don't have a lot of big supporting actors. In them. he's supposed to be it. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. always the guy. It's he's like guy. it's like you say with the rock. Well, oh, there you go. They did one together. Kevin Hart was in Jumanji. And so was the rock. He was. Okay. Right. Yes. Absolutely. Movie, Good movie. The new yeah. one. Well, you know, and that one's a tough because the original Jumanji was a great movie. Oh, I hated but, it actually. And I very rarely <laughs> I thought it was horrible. With Robin Williams. I just I did not like that. I love Robin Williams. I think he's one of the best ever. I very I rarely Jumanji, like the remakes of a I movie, but I despise Jumanji the original. I never liked it, never cared for it. It was at also the, at that time in my life as a kid. I was yeah. like really not a kid anymore, and yeah. didn't want to be a kid or whatever. I guess. Yeah, I, I, thought, I guess I thought it was okay. Mm-hmm. I thought the one, the the one that just came out, I um, I enjoyed it more. I uh, I held off for a long time watching it because I was just like, eh. These those movies just seem to kind of get really corny after a while. But actually, it was, it was pretty funny. It Jack was, Black, I'm not a big fan of, but he was the best out of everyone. I think, well, that's that it, is there was a lot of big names in that movie. I thought mm-hmm. Jack Black was good I in, think he stole in yeah. School of Rock. Yeah. Yes. That was I just yeah. watched that last week for the very first time. School, I had never seen that before. Oh, really? Yeah. School of Rock is that's good. That's a good movie. <laughs> so that's another thing. When you're on a road trip. You can watch movies. You, <laughs> you can watch movies, yeah. Or at least talk about them for four hours. Right, because, I mean, adaptive cruise control is basically oh, yeah. the same thing as autonomous driving, isn't right. it? Um, no, but you can listen to movies. Mm-hmm. You can listen to movies. I definitely do not suggest you propping your phone up on the dash and watching it. But we have actually listened to documentaries and stuff. You can't see what's going on, but a lot of mm-hmm. shows – cater to explaining what's going on and it's almost like listening to a podcast or something like that and of course if you're gonna be on a road trip you have now six episodes of grease and glamour that you can listen to and that's almost six hours of family fun yeah that'll keep you going for a while oh yeah (laughs) i mean listening to my voice for six hours i mean who could ask for anything more (laughs) We're, so, here, we're here ten hours a day. We hear it. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, you can you if you have uh, like something that plugs your phone into the radio or you know Bluetooth audio or something like that, you can listen to listen to different programs um, while you're driving. That can that can sometimes be cool too. Mm-hmm. You know, just to touch back on the six hours of podcasts. You know, I'd always heard about podcasts, but never really paid too much attention. Of course, until you did the grease and glamour and i have to say i'm hooked i think podcasts are amazing to listen to in the car when you're driving yes, they're awesome i mean i i know i think People i know what jason it. jason what's your favorite podcast everyone else's favorite which is grease and glamour no <laughs> um i listen to uh jre the joe rogan experience. yeah joe rogan yeah like he's daily that's all i listen to him from work joe rogan's got a very good podcast actually jason turned me on to joe rogan's podcast 
my favorite podcast is uh, Adam Carolla show. Mm-hmm. I think Adam Carolla is really funny, uh, and it, he, they've just got it down. And, and I think you know Joe Rogan and Adam Carolla have two. Th- their podcasts are probably two of the biggest podcasts yeah. out there. I think they have about the. Yeah. They're about the biggest. There's uh, Serial is another one. Uh, I haven't mm-hmm. listened to that one yet, but a lot of people are saying it's really good. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a great way. You know, I love music. You can listen to music, but only for so long. So long. You got mm-hmm. you, know, you got to take a break from it. Right. NPR is also a really good um, – NPR has a really good podcast, too, if you, if you like listening to the news and getting that kind of stuff. Um, so, yeah, what else? Oh, you know. Oh, collision. We're going to do winter collision stuff or no? Well, winter collision stuff. If you have a winter collision, come to Universal Imports. Universalimports.com, your place for winter collision. There, we've, just, <laughs> we've just covered That's winter collision. <laughs> Any questions, call 381-8677. Area code 585 if you're not in the greater Rochester area. Um, yeah, well, uh, oh, you know, speaking of that, though, when Jay was here uh, a couple episodes ago, he talked about how he did pull over to help somebody one time when they were on the side of the road and uh, a truck came and nailed his car and totaled his car. Unfortunately, he had gotten out of the car, but it, you know, really seriously, it, it's really great that there's people out there that are willing to help other people. I always, um, I have stopped to help people. I have felt uh, if I've seen someone in need, but I couldn't stop or didn't think it was safe to stop. I would call 911 just to make sure that somebody gets, you know, mm-hmm. gets to them because you what I think happens is a lot of people just assume at this point, oh, they got a phone. Oh, somebody be else fine. is calling. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It doesn't hurt to call. I mean, even if 10 other people have called, so then you're the 11th. But mm-hmm. if you see someone in need, you're probably better off not stopping to help them because for a number of reasons, which I don't have to go into, but uh you know, uh, at least make a phone call uh, for them. Um, call 911 and just say, hey, there's someone stranded. Use mile markers. A lot of people don't really even know about mile markers, surprisingly. Mm-hmm. Uh, mile markers were a thing really big when CB radios were a thing for, you know, truckers still use mile markers all the time. But for, a um, you know, regular passenger vehicle with a cb radio if you were caravanning with people or or something mm-hmm. you know what's your 20 you could uh, which for you non-cb people would be what's your location yeah. <laughs> uh your 20 would be i'm at you know i just passed mile marker whatever mm-hmm. um and there's those little green little green signs all along the throughway that that tell you what mile you're at on the throughway Starts at zero on one end of the thruway and goes up to, like, on the New York State thruway in Buffalo. I think it ends at, like, I think it's 300 and something. So I think it's 300 it's miles. It's every tenth of a mile. It, there's a there's mile a, marker a, a, every a, tenth. A slash or something, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, the only time I can honestly say I've ever used a mile marker is when you're in front of me and you say, Drea, where are you? Yeah, right. <laughs> where are you? <laughs> now it's cell phones, right? There's no more mile markers. We don't have to worry about Candy Cane, the truck driver. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, that's, uh, you know, listen, there's so many little safety tips we can talk about with, uh, 
with holiday driving, everybody knows that uh, the roads are going to be busy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the salt trucks are going to be out. The snow is going to be flying here in upstate New York. Um, just it really comes down to it's common sense. It's just plan- sense. planning ahead. Uh, make sure you have some water and some blankets and stuff with you because there have been times just in the last couple years in snowstorms where people have been stranded on the throughway for hours and hours on end. So uh, you definitely want to have something. Want to think about car. maybe having some blankets uh, available, some water, that kind of stuff. And I think too, it's it's kind of common sense, but make sure you have enough gas too. Oh, oh you know? yeah, right. <laughs> that thing. Make sure you fill up. <laughs> right, gas. Yep. Because I mean, gas prices on the throughway are always more expensive mm-hmm. than not. Well, there's filling up for the safety part of it, but there's also people that a lot of people don't understand that filling up your car mm-hmm. is also a really big maintenance issue for your car. You should always yeah. keep gas in your car. Right. Never let it just sit at the... The rule is a quarter tank is empty. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because when a car gets older, sometimes even on newer cars, especially when you're talking about fall and spring and... And in, in wintertime, when the weather can change, moisture collects in your gas tank. And you don't want to be picking up the, the moisture or the water that that's, gets mixed with your gas, which is at, towards the bottom. You also don't want to pick up all the dirt and sediment that's in the bottom of your tank. So a quarter is empty in a perfect world. I'm not saying I always uh, I always follow that rule, but I at least know that that is the rule. Aaron's like, I've been driving around an empty for nine years. <laughs> <laughs> I like that orange glow of that e-light. Aaron, you got some news for us? I do. So it's related to, to Thanksgiving and travel. So the TSA is warning travelers that this Thanksgiving will be crazy busy. It expects that 25 million people will be traveling from Friday, November 16th, through Monday, November 26th for the 2018 holiday. That's an increase of 7% from last year. Uh, JFK Airport is expected to be one of the worst with more than 100,000 passengers per day leading up to Thanksgiving. So if you're traveling by car, you won't have the long airport lines, but it will still be busy on the roads. More than 50 million Americans drove 50 miles or more for Thanksgiving last year, and that's up 3.3% from 2016 and the busiest since 2005. Uh-huh. So, so until you said that about the cars, I was going to look over at Dre and go, ha-ha, you'll be standing <laughs> in a TSA line. I'll be nice and cruising along at a, a smooth 72 miles an hour, or 65 miles an hour, I should say. 72 <laughs> is 65 plus tax. That's how, how I like off. to look at it. <laughs> I like to look at if I keep it kind of right there, you know, I'll, that's about the that's about as far as I'll push it. But looks like I'll have just as much struggle with other people on the road as you will with people in line at TSA. Right. Although I won't have to take my belt or my shoes off. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so along the lines of autonomous cars, I know we talk about those a lot, but this article came up and kind of interested me because it dealt with IKEA. And I love IKEA. But IKEA, the leading provider of furniture, is eyeing the age of autonomous vehicles. In an article by AutoWeek, the transformation of cars to ones that drive themselves opens up new possibilities for their interiors. 
transforming cars from commuting coffee boxes to something more like a reading lounge will let occupants relax on the way to work. A division of IKEA, Space 10 has revealed seven autonomous car concepts designed to serve as extensions of our living spaces, including an office, a cafe, a bedroom, and of course a miniature IKEA store. Office on Wheels would help people reclaim the time lost driving to work. I am 100% happy with buying a file cabinet from Ikea. I'm not buying an autonomous car from Ikea. No. <laughs> <laughs> know. One that you have to put together. <laughs> Unless it comes with a lifetime supply of Swedish meatballs. Exactly. Then right. we'll be talking. Because the meatballs at Ikea are bananas. They are awesome. So... Has anybody had Swedish meatballs from Ikea before? They are amazing, I have to say. They actually sell Swedish meatballs at Ikea? They do. And it comes with this lingonberry sauce. It's not a cream. I don't even know what the heck a lingonberry is, but (laughs) But it it is is delicious. delicious. If you go to an Ikea, you got to get out more. If you go to an Ikea. What am I going to go to Ikea for? Well, the not furniture from my you house can, you already can, remodeled and you done. Can, you can now go for an <laughs> autonomous vehicle and Swedish meatballs. If it, and if it, I, I think if everything goes autonomous cars, I'm going to go back to motorcycles. <laughs> I might be with you because uh, I'm not really hip on the I don't know if we're ready yet. Thing. No. This, I mean, driving to yet. me driving to me is still a pleasure. So, And I That's think for a lot like of people it is. So it's not just to commute. Well, I think a lot of people do take it. You know, you drive home after work, and it's your 10 minutes of wind-down time. Mm-hmm. Just you, your thoughts, your and radio can be on, and Grease and Glamour, of course. <laughs> you know, it's your little bit of alone time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can can anybody just help me understand why, with all of the advanced technology, why air travel hasn't gotten easier? Why does it seem like we are... We've gone backwards in, I mean, when my father was traveling when I was a kid, he would get to the airport about 25 minutes before the plane was taking off and get on the plane. I understand now there's all this increased security because, you know, we have to look out for terrorism and all that stuff. I get, I get that, but it seems like there's, should be more advancement with airline travel at this point. It it just seems to me like we're kind of stuck mm-hmm. with airline travel. You think they'd it's not easier. The seats would be a little bit They're bigger, smaller. even in economy. You know, they've got it, just, just in the last couple years. I I don't know this for a fact, but it really seems to me that they are now packing in more seats in the same size planes, and the seats are really small. It mm-hmm. probably doesn't make sense though, if you think how many people sit in coach versus first class. People don't want to. Majority of people don't want to spend the extra money to have the luxury, the comfort. So. Yeah. They have to go cheap or else yeah. they won't do it. Usually. Yeah, it just, I don't know. It just doesn't seem to be going in the direction that, well, I would like it to go. Well, I think air travel has gotten a lot busier than it was also 30 years ago. You always had that human factor in there. Um, I don't you know, know. Delayed planes, mm-hmm. then you have the weather you have to worry about. and yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the answer well, is, but public. there's just it's so many. It's almost more of a public transportation, it like is. taking a bus right? Yeah. versus you getting your car. Your car is a lot nicer than a cab. Yep. If you want to fl- fly in a uh, whatever fancy G, whatever jet you have with your marquee card, you're probably paying well, eight grand a month I would to fly like in for them to, to uh, and they've had it in the works for a while, but talking about a, a high-speed train from mm-hmm. coast to coast with branches off of it to, to hit 
northern oh, and southern Oh, I think southern it would be si- wonderful. Uh, you know what cities. I'm waiting for? I'm waiting for something really quick, to, like a fast ferry to go over to Niagara. Or Toronto. Oh, wait, yeah, that's right. We, wait, had we that. tried that. that. Yeah, By the way. Wow. I, I Good took, thing you're the boss and not me. Because <laughs> that's a horrible idea. I took the fast ferry. The fast was ferry was awesome. The, the actual fast ferry and its trip from Rochester to Toronto was great. Until it you was, got to Toronto? Yeah, well, Toronto didn't do what they, you know. Said they were. Uh, yeah, I mean, at least that's what it seemed to me. To, to, uh, I, in my opinion, Toronto didn't live up to their end of the bargain on the thing, and uh, but we tried. It was a great, it was a great idea. I don't think it was executed right, but it was a great idea. I think that might have but, been the, the the execution of the whole thing. But the, yeah, the whole idea. Didn't you when you went? You also took your car with you. Yeah, uh, it was great. I mean, the, the concept of the fast ferry was something I would get behind again today. I mean, oh, obviously absolutely. done in a in a better way and in the right mm-hmm. it could be done in the right way we didn't need a boat that big probably we and all of that kind of stuff and if we could get the city that it's going to to get behind it would help but i mean we you know left in the morning we were up there all day shopping and came back at night and slept on the boat on the way back and it was great it was i really how long I, did it take to get across there? like two and a half hours. Oh. i mean it's not that it saved you a ton of time but you didn't have to drive and yeah. The inside of the boat was really nice. They had a cafeteria. They had really nice seating. It was. Did they talk about doing a casino, or did they do a casino on it? They, I never they got to that. I think they might have wanted to, but there was just seemed to be one hurdle after another that they yeah. couldn't overcome, and and it just it was you know it just wasn't probably wasn't handled right. But and they still have border patrol driving around. Yeah. For yeah, that I mean, who boat. am I to say I don't know all the all the the whole ins and outs of the thing. I just know that I took it once. I thought it, it was, was really cool. great. It was very cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would totally support something like that again because Toronto's a, a really nice city. And if I could get up there without driving and sit in a boat and get a little boat ride, yeah. a little shopping, get my shopping on, and then come back, it would be good. So what else you got, Aaron? Um, so I came across this article, and it kind of uh, interested me in a sense that it was talking about unusual car features that you never knew existed. Um, so it was a list of different cars that have these kind of weird features, but kind of came in handy. So the the 2014 Honda Odyssey came with a vacuum cleaner that tucked neatly in the side of the that. cargo area. Yeah, I remember that. I remember seeing that, but I mean, didn't work after it got that... five thousand goldfish stuck in it. <laughs> Um, the Volkswagen Beetle the Bud Vase so several models of the original Beetle and the modern Volkswagen New Beetles came with the Bud Vase on the dashboard yep remember Um, that only problem with that was it came with a plastic flower and uh, (laughs) if you know if you would have replaced it with a nice new flower it probably would have been kind of (laughs) cool but the plastic flower eh, not so much uh, the, the 1997 Honda CRV had a rear-mounted shower attachment, so Honda clearly made that for the outdoorsman by offering the option of a power shower attachment for the CRV in the early 2000s. It was designed to be mount- mounted on the open tailgate and could be used to clean muddy boots. I wow, interesting... I think that's an interesting idea. Yeah. Or is there Was there a water tank in there or something? There was, yeah. It was a small one, though, but... Huh kind of a i don't know that seems like a whole stretch maybe stretch yeah (laughs) yeah the uh 
The 2012 Fiat 500L had an espresso, espresso machine, um, which sat snugly in the cup holder. Um, it's a Lavazza 500 espresso machine. So you put, put the holder um, and you put the coffee pot in there, put some water, and the machine would do the rest. I mean, can you imagine driving around making, making espresso? Making yourself an espresso, <laughs> right. I mean, how do these things get past all the levels of of decision makers and still come to fruition? That's Have what you I ever wondered. seen the Pontiac Aztec? Yes. That was made. For years. <laughs> that was made. Period. That was you should just end with that one. Period. That was made. <laughs> that was made. <laughs> Have you ever seen the inside of those vehicles? Yeah. That's what uh that's what Walter White drove in uh Breaking Bad. <laughs> that, they also had like tents that could come off of them out the back and stuff and well I mean Volkswagen Volkswagen, Volkswagen campers were the bomb, right? But the Pontiac Aztec and they made them in yellow on top of it <laughs> and orange, like all the fancy Pontiac colors. Any other weird things um, that so they the, tried? The 1984 Toyota van had an ice maker. Um, it had a pop-open built-in ice maker, and it was chilled by the air conditioner refrigerant lines. Wow. Huh. So, I mean, you never had to worry about You never about know when ice. you might need some ice. Exactly. I do remember the vacuum cleaner and the Honda thing, and I did think that that was kind of neat. I mean, I don't know what kind of weight that took up or whatever, but I did think that that was that was kind of cool. Um, probably the one thing that happened in in like those family vehicles that was really just a tremendous invention was stow and go seating. I mean that that was a good thing. I mean that made the caravan. Work. Oh yeah. yeah, the stow and go was was big because you didn't have to have your take your chairs out and leave them in the garage you know you could just fold them down into the car mm -hmm. um also in this article i mean it came up with a list of a couple of other things like manual transmission i mean that's going away as well as pop-up headlights and mm -hmm. keys oh I mean, yeah if you think about it headlights Keys, Keys are gone for a long I forgot time. about yeah. pop-up headlights yeah you don't really Porsche, see that Porsche anymore 928s had pop-up headlights cool. right trans ams had pop-up headlights didn't they uh, Corvettes did. 67 and 68 RS, SS, Camaros, they stuff, I think. The, they the 70s, 70s Stingray, 70-something Stingrays or something had cool. pop-up. I always Jeez. thought it was funny when one would work, one wouldn't work, and it looked like the thing, the car was winking, winking. at you. Yeah. There's only one. Yeah, the no lock cylinders for keys, for yeah. door, for getting in and out of the cars. They've been doing that for 15, 20 years yeah. to reduce the cost of building the car so they can keep the price similar. Yeah, yeah. So they reduce parts. I really do miss not seeing a lot of manual transmission cars around, though. I love stick shift cars. My I sister know. loves stick yeah, it's shift sad. cars. Yeah, it is. I I'll tell you, I know it sounds crazy, but if you are driving on a cobblestone street in mm -hmm. a diesel stick shift, I don't know what it is about those three the things sound, as a combination. The, the sound, sound of the diesel. Being able to shift it and then the rumble of the cobblestone. Mm -hmm. It's just great. It's awesome. I don't know you why. You definitely feel like you have more power when you're driving oh, a stick well, shift. Well, you definitely I mean, have a I lot mean, more well, power. you have more power, more control. I shouldn't you're say more, power. power you, you have do more have power. You have more power because these automatics, okay. they gear them so that they're – they're so safe. They shift you 
really fast. You don't have the ability to really get Hold every gear. Right. I mean, obviously, you can if you have, you know, now most cars have Tiptronic modes. But a who lot even of cars does? Even have honestly, there, there's a good question for you. I mean, most of these cars now have both manual and um, yeah, automatic. Tiptronic. Yeah, yeah Tiptronics. Do you ever do you ever switch back and forth? I would say ninety. I, I would say ninety percent of people don't. Right. But I mean, I can drive both. Yeah. And I don't ever switch back and forth. I, honestly, when I when I'm selling a car, I tell people try it. Th- try it. You know, it, even if it's not to downshift to get some power to to punch past somebody, which it is good for that. It is a really good safety mechanism when you are when it's an icy day, right? And you're coming to a stop, and you can use it to downshift and slow yourself down without braking. And and once I can you think of another really of good reason you want to break, you want to slow down without braking. Why? Well, you never know if who's sitting up around the corner, and then all of a sudden you see those lights. Yeah. It's always good to downshift. Oh, yeah, right. Because when they see the brake lights, they know you were doing something right. bad, right? Audis seem to operate completely different than everyone else that's on the market, though, for their sequential gearbox. Your automatics, yeah. where you can downshift them. The RPMs seem to they'll almost redline or go over redline if you're not careful. Everyone else, is, they play it safe, like you right. were saying. Yeah, so they don't govern the DSGs it like, and like, stuff like some that. of the Volkswagen other cars. It was right. fantastic. It yep. felt like a manual, just I didn't have to use my left Well. So, so for people who are considering buying a vehicle, I mean, there's sort of like, there's like a number of different types of transmissions now. So that you still have your manual transmission. Usually, six speed is what you'd find in Normally. most of uh, manual transmissions today. It used to be four, then they were five, and they were now they're six. Um, the automatic transmissions now, like the 2018 Mercedes, has a nine speed automatic transmission in it. Yeah. And most of the Asian cars and a lot of the European front-wheel drive cars have CVT transmissions in it. So the continuous, continual variable continual transmission, control. which is one big gear. They don't even have multiple gears. They have one gear. Mm-hmm. And in a lot of cases, because it feels so odd to drive in a vehicle that doesn't actually have shift points, they have a computer that simulates mm-hmm. shift points. So Makes you feel as if the car is shifting. shifting, but it really isn't. Wow. Oh. Um, I'm yep. trying to imagine what it would be like to drive a nine. A nine speed. Yeah. Nine automatic speed transmission. Well, that, that, well, we have a 2018 C Class out there right now. You can drive it and you'll feel it. Wow. Yeah. I mean, those are some, they have to be some really short gears. What's right your, I thought your car was. Yours seven. is a seven. Nine, seven? seven, yeah. Seven speed, yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. Oh no, I agree. Consider, yeah, considering it also went from four-speed automatics, five-speed, mm-hmm. six-speed, then Audi went to seven-speed. Now Mercedes is at nine. The what they decided though. was that through the transmission is where they can pick up EPA ratings. They can pick up better fuel mileage uh, ratings by by right. doing Shorter this, gears you know, and giving the transmission uh, the ability to uh, lessen the strain of the of the motor. What else, Aaron? Anything else? That's that's all I have for I think that we're... news today. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the end of episode six. Um, I don't know. What do we want to call it? Planes, trains, and automobiles. Uh, Holiday Road. I think we're calling it Holiday Road. That's a good one because that is the my favorite Lindsey Buckingham song that he wrote for National Lampoon's Vacation, which is my favorite movie ever that stars my favorite actor, Chevy Chase. So... Um, so this episode 
of Grease and Glamour, Holiday Road, is coming to an end. Uh, go out there, drive, fly, train, bike, run, wherever you're going this holiday season. We ask you all to be safe. Um, we, we hope that you all have fun and you're enjoying the company that you're going to be with. And we hope that you will be listening to the Grease and Glamour podcast, which you can find on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and just about anywhere podcasts can be found. Please feel free to email me, mark at universalimports.com or ekane at universalimports.com. Or you can email our producer, Jay, who isn't with us today, at greaseandglamourpodcast.com. Is that... That's oh, our that's, that's our, our website. website. So GreasingGlamourPodcast.com is our website, and the uh, the email for that is what Aaron? it's GreasingGlamourPodcast at gmail.com. Thank you. <laughs> so if you have any suggestions for future podcasts, we we're looking into the technology of potentially doing a a live podcast where we can take some call ins and some questions. Uh, that might be a little bit off, but stay tuned. In the next couple weeks, we're going to have. Uh, a police chief from uh, one of the local towns here talking a little bit about drinking and driving and the dangers in that. Uh, and we're also going to um, have weatherman uh, Kevin Williams here uh, talking about weather forensics, which is a pretty cool thing. And that is um, weather that uh, they have to take into account when they look into different things like car accidents, even criminal activities and stuff like that, um, as well as maybe we'll get him to do a little uh, do a little weather forecast for us uh, for upstate New York for the for the rest of the winter, and we'll hold him to it if he says it's, <laughs> if he says it's nice. <laughs> anyway, uh, this is Mark Fierbacher from Universal Imports of Rochester. Please visit us at universalimports.com. Otherwise, uh, check us out on Grease and Glamour Podcast. And please share this with all your friends on social media. Um, get the word out. Help us get the word out. Continue to be a listener. We really appreciate it. And uh, we promise to keep working to try and bring you some fun, entertaining topics to discuss. Uh, until next time, I'm Mark. I'm Aaron. Jason. Andrea. And uh, have a great holiday season. Um, but there's still a couple episodes before the holidays are over. You'll hear from us. So we'll talk to you then. Safe travels. <laughs>